IG, coming through the crowd route. Big dog, you don't really wanna feel these claws. See, God loves me anyway, despite these flaws. So I gotta get a little buck while ye haul. My God giving y'all the blessings, so I never tap out. No time for stressing. I'm confessing that I'm still learning lessons when I get knocked down. Get up stepping, cause I know how my blessings flow. Started from the crown down to the tiptoe. Holy Spirit, you don't wanna miss this flow, cause I'm talking about you and the whole trio. The father's on top and they call me Mijo. For my Latinos, just head to Cristo. My God, my lingua, so if you didn't know, I'ma speak English, me, amigo. Make sure you keep that same energy, 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 energy. Make sure you keep that same energy, 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 energy. Make sure you keep that same energy, 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 energy. energy. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. I'm so blessed to be joined today. I'm geeked overlated, man. Y'all don't even know, man. I'm so happy to be joined today about Mr. Eric Moody. Yo, so we talked about him, you know, playing offensive lineman over at Nickel State, um, which is which has some, you know, ties to Louisiana. So y'all know that's a heart pounder for me, man. Um, but I'm so happy to be here with you. Look, a writer at one point for on um, Gridiron Experts started off kind of just tweeting. Right, like tweeting and sharing your opinions on players, and then that I uh, wound up into an opportunity with Gridiron Experts. Um, you know, a former formerly the fantasy football locker room, but now he's written over 500 articles for ESPN, Pro Football Network, The Athletic, um, Rotoviz, um, Fantasy Pros, and so many more outlets. He uses advanced metrics, and, and that's a term that we got to get into today. Uh, but use advanced metrics to help and advise and guide, um, you know, so many people to fantasy championships. And look, I know you're out there, and I know. Know if you're if some people are watching it like yo man i don't need no fantasy advice stop it i brought an expert here to help you today on your fantasy championship run so happy to have you here with us thank you so much the amazing mr eric moody how are you doing today no no doing pretty good uh, i like how you name dropped uh, nickel state and all those other things in there so it's always always good to hear but yeah rick thanks for the uh you know for the invite happy to be here looking forward to chatting with you Awesome. So, look, um, you have a very unique approach on how you analyze fantasy football decisions. How do you employ advanced metrics in your analysis? Yeah, for for me, I, you know, I think it's eerily similar to uh, how people like evaluate like different stocks. And I'll start there and then kind of transition into uh, how it relates to football. So, there's really two types of analysis if you're looking at evaluating a stock. You have some people that'll uh, use like fundamental analysis and technical analysis. Like fundamental analysis is really you know, the, the type of company, you know, what is that company, what service or product does it offer, you know, what's, what's, uh, is that company's earnings report, you know, going to look like and, and other things like that. Then you look at technical analysis, that's really more giving you insight into when to buy that stock or when to sell. You're looking at like moving averages, you're looking at uh, how the price changes per day, you know, whether you're using point and figure charts or other charts out there. But so you typically have like a camp. Like I'm in the fundamental analysis camp or I'm in the technical analysis camp, kind of like with football, when you look at uh, those that are just solely go only on film or others that go on metrics. And so my whole mantra, even when you're looking at it from like a stock perspective, is just why not play the piano with both hands? I'm like, you can really make great music while by playing, you know, with one hand. But when you combine like both of those disciplines, you can really create you know, some, some really excellent, you know, pieces, you know, or pieces of music. And so that's kind of the, uh, the mantra that I've taken. How, how, when you look at football, what's interesting is that you have some that are diehard pounding the table for film analysis only. Like that's all they go through. Oh, I don't care about these metrics, you know, et cetera. I'm just only going to go by what my eyes, you know, can see. Then you've got others that are like on the other end of the spectrum that are like, I could care less about film. The metrics are going to tell me everything that I need to know. So my whole philosophy has been, why not just play those, you know, play the piano with both hands? 
you know, why not understand from a film perspective, hey, here's what this player can do. Here's what I see with my own eyes. Here's my analysis of that. But on the other side of things, why not use some of these metrics and things that are out there, uh, whether it's, you know, yards per route run or yards before contact or after contact, or if you're looking at like a tight end or a receiver, uh, target separation, you know, how many yards of separation are they getting before the target gets there? And so that's been my whole uh, whole mantra, just to kind of pair both of those worlds together in, in perfect harmony. <laughs> There are people who do avoid, avoid advanced <laughs> metrics, right? Not not only solely because of like their you know their um you know thoughts on just mm-hmm. being able to see the film, but some people avoid it for other reasons, right? Um, mm-hmm. like maybe they find it confusing. What what mm-hmm. do people find confusing about advanced metrics? Yeah, I think the I probably think the biggest reason why people find them confusing is that they don't really take the time to kind of understand the metric, uh, how the metric works, how it's calculated, you know, how it, how it, uh, I guess, relates to what it's trying to track, you know, whether it's, I'll kind of pick on the other one that I used before, like, you know, yards before contact or after contact or like target separation. So I think if you really spend some time just trying to understand like what the metric is trying to tell you, I think that's one hurdle to get over. I think the second one is just in the society that we're in. It's like, we're used to getting everything and understanding everything like quickly, like now, 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 you know, you go to social media, you kind of see what's trending, you know, you get, you know, synopsis on things, attention spannings are shortened, you know, by social media and tablets and smartphones and stuff like that. You know, I'm old enough to remember a time where we didn't have any of that kind of stuff. (laughs) It's like, where you know, to entertain yourself, you have to go outside and then play with people. You didn't have multiplayer video games. You may have a Nintendo, two controllers, you know, but it was, it was just different. So I kind of joke about that as for where the time commitment is often the piece that people don't get over that hurdle. But if you take the time to truly understand like the different metrics, what they're trying to tell you, it's just going to make you an even more informed, like football fan, in my opinion. Love it. Okay, so even, you know, I know you're playing with both hands, but still sometimes we get surprised, right? We get surprised by what's happening on the field. So what has surprised you this season? Um, Which players have surprised you in terms of their productivity? And then maybe secondly, um, some people who've disappointed you, even based on the metrics, right? Um, Based on their lack of productivity. Yeah, I would say one name that comes to mind is someone that that really like surprised me is uh, Cordero Patterson, you know, with the Falcons. I'm like, you look at the numbers. I'm like, he's currently the RB seven in PPR formats. But you think about the the off season like story. It's like you know, Christian McCaffrey goes down last season. Unfortunately, he's going down again. That's a whole nother conversation. But then you had uh, Mike Davis filling in uh, very admirably for uh, Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers. So he did well. He basically played his way into a contract with the Falcons. So that kind of led me to believe and like others that, hey, Atlanta's getting this guy. Todd Gurley experiment didn't go well. They're going to lean heavily on him. That just wasn't the case. But one thing that was really interesting is that like uh, the new head coach, you know, Arthur Smith and his staff, I think they've demonstrated and shown us this season that, hey, we know how to use Cordero Patterson. And it, it, it's a great thing to see. They positioned him for success, you know, for a guy that's, I think he's like 30 or 31 now to have this kind of success after so many people had written him off. I think it's really a great thing to see. So that's someone whose productivity, you know, has uh, has surprised me. Uh, I would say someone else that that comes to mind who, where I was really expecting like more production was uh, Devontae Smith. I'm like, you know, he's, he's like a, a, a film, you know, darling. You know, we look at his ability to, to run routes, you know, um, you know, his catching ability, you know, he's got the, the athleticism, you know, all those intangibles that you look for. And then heading into this season from like a fantasy lens, I'm thinking, okay, this is a guy when you look at his average draft position that 
you can you can acquire like at a wide receiver three price but potentially as the season progresses he will become a wide receiver two that just has not happened you know it's a lot of different factors involved you can't entirely blame you know Jalen Hurts even though I know some you know may want to do that so it's a lot of different factors ultimately it just hasn't come to be I'm mean, like he's average 6.3 targets you know 54 receiving yards and 11 PPR fantasy points per game this season Mike, you look at wide receiver one performances, he only has three, you know, and has two wide receiver two performances this season. You know, it's painful to say, but there's a guy currently the wide receiver 31 in fantasy. I'll close on one other name, won't go into quite as much detail. That was uh, very disappointing. Uh, and I would say uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, you know, he's been a disappointment, and particularly like the second yes, half sir. of the season. <laughs> I'm like, he's currently the wide receiver 21. You're like, yeah, you know, not too bad. He started off strong, though. Uh, weeks one through eight, he had 18 fantasy points per game. However, second half of the season's come along. He's being outperformed by Tyler Lockett. So, you know, that's like the epitome of someone that, you know, could be like a sell high, you know, uh, if you're looking at trades because he, he's just not, has not gotten it together. And I don't really think that he will. You know, Tyler Lockett's talented as well. And he's got rapport with uh, Russell Wilson. With that team simply trying to win games, I'm like, I can see Wilson going to him even more. Look, I I was hoping for some time you know what i just play dk metcalf all the time right Mm -hmm. and i do it just like i do it blindly right because i'm Mm -hmm. expecting an explosive day at some point right he's Mm -hmm. had matchups where he should you know be explosive this last one Mm -hmm. like what are you talking about right Mm -hmm. so like i don't know i don't know what's going on with him at all um so we have somebody in the comments right we have a a friend in the comments crispy right he wants to know your favorite mls team a favorite MLS team. <laughs> wow. Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> that's, that's Major League Soccer, right? Yeah. <laughs> with, all, with all the stuff with, uh, like with, with football and basketball, I was like, wow, soccer. I, know, I, know. <laughs> uh, I would say, um, oh, man, our, uh, his name escapes me. The, I know they've got a team that's, uh, that's here. Oh, gosh, this is bad. Here, I'm about to look it up real quick. That's, that's crazy. You know what? I to, go, the I FC Dallas. Know. FC Dallas. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> I, ha- I have taken my son to, uh, you know, to see some of those games. My daughter likes uh, like soccer too, but uh, I, I'll be, I'll be transparent. I can't say that I, that I follow them as the season goes on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so um, I, I, I heard what you said about Smith. I was hoping, like most people were hoping, that mm-hmm. he would catch fire later on, maybe like a Waddle, right, like a Chase. Mm-hmm. You you think that, like, these are rookie receivers who are going off right now. And I thought that mm-hmm. maybe, you know, he would catch fire like that. But sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, in some leagues, you could probably find Smith on a waiver wire because people are so upset, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That brings us to the waiver wire. Um, <laughs> let's talk about waiver wire for a second. Who are some players that are on waiver wires right now, right, mm-hmm. that could help some teams through this playoff and championship push? Yeah, yeah, we're we're in the thick of it, you know, with the uh, you know with the change, uh, you know, the the game being added and fantasy playoffs being changed. I'll say a couple of names that come to mind. I want to try to hit on as many names as possible, so I may not go into too much detail, but I really like at quarterback, uh, you know, Tua. Uh, I like him quite a bit. Uh, really good matchups the rest of the way, and I think he continues to be uh, really underrated, you know, by by many in fantasy. Uh, Justin Fields is another one with his rushing ability. Uh, he's always going to be a viable uh, streamer. And uh, he really had like his, I, I would say uh, last week, like his best game uh, as a passer. Uh, someone else that I didn't think that I'll be talking about really at this time of the year for the waiver wire uh, is Ben Roethlisberger. 
and I, I think he's available in a um, you know a lot of leagues. But he's someone that's um, you know he's got the receiving weapons that are there. You know he's got uh, Deontay Johnson, you know Chase Claypool, you know he's got Pat Fryer move, so he's got some weapons. So he's someone that's on the uh, on the streaming radar. I would say running back. I know a name that everyone is going to be rushing to get is uh, Rashad Penny. You know with the performance that he had. Um, and, it, and it appears that uh, Pete Carroll, you know, the Seahawks are uh, going to let him lead that committee. I know they said other running backs would be involved, but, you know, he looked really good last week, I got to admit. So and I'm sure he wants to build on that performance. Uh, another name that's really uh, under the radar, too, that I like is uh, Amir Abdullah. Most people think Christian McCaffrey going down, you know, Chubba Hubbard time. Uh, but I really like what Amir Abdullah brings to the table. You know, they also use him quite a bit as a receiver out of the backfield when you look at, um, you know, his targets and the number of routes that he runs uh, per game. And, and another name that's uh, just coming back to the Dolphins, who uh, is returning to a situation where it will be really fantasy relevant, is uh, Malcolm Brown. I'm like, we haven't seen Malcolm Brown since, I believe, like October. He's coming back off of injured reserves, and he's coming into a situation where COVID-19 is decimating that locker room. You know, Miles Gaskin, you know, all those guys are out. So he may be coming into a scenario for where, you know, he's a starter and part of a committee with uh, with Duke Johnson. So once I found out that Brown was coming back, I was initially excited for Duke Johnson. Hey, he gets another opportunity here. But then where you hear rumblings that, hey, Malcolm Brown's coming back this week, that's a guy that I would I would, I would prioritize and waiver. At a wide receiver, and I'll close uh, close out a couple of defenses. Uh, wide receiver, obviously Gabriel Davis, huge fan of his game. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders going down, and, and, and uh, Davis filling the void. I'm like he, you know, he was targeted, you know, quite a bit, and he also uh, was running like a ton of routes. So if you extrapolate that over like a full game, because the expectation is that Sanders is not going to play, you know, he's someone that's a really solid uh, wide receiver three or flex option with uh, significant upside. And that's when that's regardless if Josh Allen plays or Mitch Trubisky, who has been also like underrated, but you know, he's he's a very viable you know, fantasy quarterback due to his rushing ability, but he's got enough skills to get the ball to Davis, which is what we're looking for. Uh, Devontae Parker's another one that's, that's returned and has performed by very well. Uh, KJ Osborne, I know everyone has got a glimpse of what he's capable of. Kendrick Bourne, Amon Ross St. Brown, those are some names I really like at wide receiver. Now, if you're looking at uh, defense and you're streaming for this week, got to go with the Dolphins going up against the Jets and uh, the Browns this week are obviously in a really good position as well. I love that. I love that. Um, so for Parker, I want to know a little bit about Parker. Um, mm-hmm. How much do you think Parker, like what's the feeling for Parker, right, um, with Waddle being such a big part of that offense? And it seems like all the targets are going that way. Um, like what wh- where do you see Parker kind of fitting in? Is it around red zone time? Um, is that where Parker kind of fits in, in, in your opinion? No, not necessarily just the red zone. I um, I think really like all, all over the field. I'm like they, they ultimately help each other because you've got – and if you've got a guy like Parker and Waddle on the field at the same time, they're obviously going to have to – defenses are going to have to make a decision. I'm like, we're going to have to cover both of these guys. So I think they help help out each other, you know, very well. Uh, one thing with, uh, with Parker, uh, I'm like, the last time we saw the Dolphins, I'm like, he looked, he looked solid. You know, he was able to suit up for the last time since uh, – first time, excuse me, since uh, week eight, I believe. You know, he had five receptions, you know, and five targets – uh, for 62 yards, and so I think that's a reasonable type of floor that you can expect, you know, from a guy like Parker. Then we look at the matchups too. I'm like, you've got the uh, the Jets obviously this week. He's in a really good position. Uh, but then for those in fantasy, I'm like, you've got the the Saints coming up, and then the Titans. And so he's someone where, if you're looking at it from the fantasy lens, I think he's giving you a wide receiver three floor. I think the wide, I think the ceiling is like a wide receiver two in my opinion, just depending on how 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 he gets going, and obviously if he gets that touchdown or not. 
Look, you made Connie Westside very happy. Um, he's a Dolphins <laughs> fan, right? You mentioned this Dolphins. Westside says Dolphins defense is also trending up, mm-hmm. right? So you you absolutely made him a <laughs> happy guy. <laughs> um, talking about so we talked about who to pick up, right? Who mm-hmm. are some players? Because as you pick people up, you got to make decisions on who to drop, right? Mm-hmm. So who are some players yeah. that kind of in your opinion are like maybe maybe either put to the bench or some players I could possibly drop in these last few weeks just based yeah. on their matchups or are they lack like of productivity? Yeah, I would say a couple of names that immediately came to mind. I know once you mentioned you were going to ask me this is, uh, you know, my whole mindset is that, you know, hope is not a strategy, especially when it comes to winning fantasy leagues. And so, you know, Cortland Sutton, you know, dump him. You know, Kenny Galladay, dump him. Uh, guys like Carson Wentz, if you got him. I think there's other streamers that have more upside, dump him. Fortunately, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, I like his game quite a bit. He's someone that you could dump. Allen Robinson, it's just not going to happen this year. He's another player that can that you can dump. And I would say something else that I would uh, just let everyone know is that if you've got, if you're looking at your lineup, I know every lineup is different. And if you've got more lineup-specific questions, uh, definitely uh, reach out to me on Twitter, very active on the platform, at Eric and Moody. Happy to help with more detailed questions. But you want to look at your roster and say, okay, you know, we're, we're in the final countdown. You know, cue the, cue the music somewhere. So we're in the final countdown. So you're looking at your roster and you're thinking, okay, if there's someone that I can't imagine in a scenario starting, I would go ahead and dump them. What you want to do, is, especially for running backs, because that landscape is, is barren, is like the, the wasteland of the Mad Max films, is that you want to sit there and prioritize like lottery tickets who could inherit like monster workloads. Like Darius Johnson was one. You know, he's in a position to uh, see additional touches. Uh, you think of Darrell Williams. He's someone that's been solid for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Scored a touchdown on a reception last week. Uh, tied to a really good offense. You know, Wayne Gallman, uh, Samaji Piran, you know, with uh, Joe Mixon. You just don't, don't know what happened there. Uh, Khalil Herbert, you know, he's shown glimpses earlier this season. Devontae Booker, you think of guys like Ronald Jones. Uh, Eno Benjamin, everyone's been enamored about what James Conner's been able to do. Chase Edmonds doesn't come back or Conner goes down. I think Eno, Eno Benjamin will be the guy. I like his game quite a bit from uh, breaking it down uh, in college. Uh, Peyton Barber's another one, you know, Carlos Hyde. I'm just throwing some names up there to get your wheels turning. These are the type of players that you want to prioritize for where you can have like a plug-and-play you know, running back one potentially or running back two or upside flex option if someone gets injured. So that's how I would approach with players to drop and who to acquire, just your rosters overall. Yo, um, Chris, we really loved your singing version. We'll save that for another stream. Surprisingly, I, I do like uh, I do like karaoke a lot. You cannot see like my entire space, but I, I'm a bass guitar player, so I've got three oh, uh, bass guitars back there. And I'll give you a quick fun fact. I know you got some other questions. Is that I uh, been played I played bass guitar for years. You know, played in bands like in in, in college. I don't I don't play in bands now just because you know work responsibilities. You know, family life. I still play a lot for fun. Usually a couple times a week. And so I in a band that I played in in college. I've done like lead vocals, backing vocals, and played bass. But we'll save that for another day. <laughs> Yo, bet, bet, bet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yo, so I, I I like that strategy, though. I love that strategy of, you know, like picking lottery tickets, right? Somebody yeah. may go down, and instead of waiting on a waiver wire claim, you know what I mean? You already have the person, right? Mm-hmm. You already have um, P. Ryan. You mentioned P. Ryan. If Mixon mm-hmm. goes down, you already have P. Ryan, right? Yeah. Because you've kind of loaded up on, on those lottery tickets. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So a lot of people are getting into playing DFS right now, right? Mm-hmm. Because... 
either their fantasy season is over, basically, right? Um, because they have no chance of making the playoffs, or they just like you know making a little money. So, if we talk about DFS for a minute, who are some players that can help some um, some DFS teams um, in these last few weeks, right? So either because mm-hmm. they're they cost a lot, but they're worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. So they cost yeah. a lot that the normal price or the average price is uh, is high, but it doesn't matter because they worked it and you want to pay that price for mm-hmm. them um, or they're cheap. Right. Mm-hmm. But they provide excellent value. So who are some of those players? Yeah. And I've got some names like it uh, that kind of fit that criteria at the different positions. And I was I was mainly thinking about like from weeks, uh, you know, 15 through 17, just because of, you know, with fantasy, typically the playoffs end at that time frame. So. Just, you know, uh, that's a caveat when I go through some of these names. Uh, I know a quarterback. I, I just really, really like watching Tua. Um, love the schedule. Love the way that he's played. So I think he's someone that can exceed expectations, you know, if you're playing DFS, you know, whether it's DraftKings or FanDuel. Uh, Tom Brady's another one. You know, people talk about, you know, father time and, and all these different things. But, you know, the, the guy's playing lights out, and I really like the schedule. Aaron Rodgers is another one. I must admit, I am kind of concerned about the foot injury to kind of see what happens there. Uh, I like him, Matthew Stafford, and uh, Kirk Cousins is someone that's been like underrated. Uh, he's played really, really well uh, this year, and I don't think he's really been the cause of a lot of the issues that the Vikings have had. I'm mean, like, you look at his numbers. I'm like, he's been phenomenal. Uh, Russell Wilson, I'm curious to see like how he looks this week, but he's someone that could end up uh, trending up. Uh, could be a really intriguing uh, DFS value. I'll say his running backs. Uh, obviously, James Conner, you know, he's someone that that's worth, you know, paying for. <laughs> you know, you just look at the results and the performance from him this year. I mentioned Cordero Patterson earlier, like him quite a bit. Uh, Devontae Freeman, you know, in the Ravens backfield, you know, whether it's Lamar Jackson out there or the backup, I think mean, he's still someone that you can depend on. Uh, obviously, Chubba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah. I do prefer Abdullah just because of the, the passing game usage, especially when you look at the Panthers schedule. Uh, David Montgomery's another one. Do like Joe Mixon and then really anyone that's in that Browns uh, backfield. Uh, I know Hunt is out, but I think Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson will be solid uh, you know, DFS options. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll close out on wide receivers and tight ends. I would say any of the Cardinals receivers, uh, you know, for the uh, the rest of the season. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. Uh, I really like A.J. Green a lot going into this, uh, into you know, last week. I know they played last night. Uh, and so I know he was someone that I mentioned in my Week 14 uh, streaming column. I know he's chasing a couple of records, too, uh, that he was able to hit uh, last night. So I felt like he'd be actively involved. But I'm like, he's been solid in whatever Kyler Murray's been under center. Uh, Russell Gage, you know, uh, Marquise Brown, uh, Rashad Bateman, especially if Sammy Watkins is out. That's going to give him more snaps, more opportunities. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, you know, DJ Moore. That's a little bit more risk with this one, but I do like Darnell Mooney. (laughs) I I love their schedule, but... Uh, it's just, you just never know what you're going to get, I guess, like a box of chocolates, Forrest Gump style when it comes to Justin Fields. Uh, <laughs> the Bengals uh, receivers, you know, uh, Jamar Chase finally reminded us uh, you know, why they drafted him so high. I know T. Higgins is still a solid option. Tyler Boyd. Uh, I was going to mention before the news uh, that broke before we recorded this, you know, with Jarvis Landry, but I do really like uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. And really any of those Rams receivers, you know, you've got uh, OBJ, you know, Odell Beckham, Van Jefferson, and Cooper Cup. Cup is, is obviously an easy, you know, slam dunk, uh, but I actually do prefer Van Jefferson to uh, Odell Beckham. Uh, I know they're running like an eerily similar number of routes. Uh, they both had a solid game. Uh, you know, last night. I know Beckham had, uh, you know, more receptions. They both scored a touchdown, so both were really good options. I'd say at tight end, uh, 
I know it's popular to stream, but if you want to pay up for some uh, higher price options, I really like uh, the uh, the Raven schedule. You know, Mark Andrews, you know, Dawson Knox is another solid option. Then with Kyle Pitts, too. He's on the field quite a bit and should see targets. So those are really some names just to kind of hit on all those names quickly that, that I like over the next uh, three weeks for DFS purposes. You mentioned Odell Beckham and you're liking Van Jefferson over Odell Beckham. Is Odell Beckham one of those names mm-hmm. to avoid? And if not, then who are some of those names that we need to avoid in DFS this, um, for the next few yeah. weeks? Yeah, and I wouldn't say like a Beckham, you know, is a name to avoid. Uh, I would just take a look to see what the what the salary looks like. Uh, reason I like Van Jefferson because he's kind of like under the radar. I guess the best way to look at it, you know, I think of like if you're looking at Walmart, you're looking like the great value brand and the <laughs> brand of like another product. Van Jefferson's great value. Odell Beckham's like the name brand. They're still both really good options. Still taste the same. I just, you know, I like Van Jefferson's game, and he's uh, he's been solid. You know, even yep. even since Odell Beckham has gotten more snaps in like a full-time role. But I would say some names that I'm not really excited about that I, I really wouldn't want to have in lineups is, uh, you know, Matt Ryan is one. Uh, I'm like, it's been hard for the, the Falcons to, to land like some really big plays. And, and you're really looking like a DFS, someone that's going to be able to kind of propel your lineup to the next stratosphere. Regardless of the salary, I just don't see Matt Ryan being one of those guys. Mac Jones, you know, I do like his game. Uh, you know, for this year, but he he showed you in the previous game before the bye, I'm like, what the low could look like because the Patriots may just say, hey, we want to run the football, and uh, we're just going to run it. And Mac Jones, we don't care if you throw two or three times a game. So I know that's extreme, but we did see that, <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz is another one. Uh, don't really want anything to do with him. And running back, you know, I love Najee Harris. Love his game, what he brings to the table. You know, all those intangibles, but. He's just really tough to trust right now with the Steelers leaning more on the passing game. Antonio Gibson, you know, Miles Sanders, you know, the Packers backfield. You know, those are some players that I, I don't really want to prioritize in DFS. You know, wide receiver, you know, guys like Brandon Cooks, Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin. I just rather look at other options. I love it. Um, somebody said this. Let's be honest, Odell got picked up by the Rams because of his name and the fact that the Rams are trying to establish themselves as the Lakers of football in L.A. in a crowded sports market. Um, <laughs> look, um, Crispy's hilarious. Um, so what, what I want to know is I, I didn't hear too much about Russell Wilson. Um, and, and even Crispy mentioned this earlier, right? Russell Wilson is a new team. Um, but he hasn't been producing a lot. In your mind, is he somebody to avoid in the next few weeks? Yeah, from like a, a DFS lens, or are we talking uh, like uh, seasonal? Like what seasonal. Yeah, that's who. That's tough because it's you don't really have a lot of options uh, at quarterback. It just depends on the size of your league and if you want to stream. But I'm thinking about the matchups. Uh, I know they got the Rams in Chicago, and then uh, and then Detroit. So. I would say he, he's not someone I'm overly excited about using, like, in lineups. Uh, but if you don't have any other viable options, then I would, I would throw him out there. I did like what I, what I saw, like, uh, last week. Because, I'm like, he threw for uh, 260 passing yards. And the last time he threw for, for, I would say, over 250 yards was back in week three, I believe, against the Vikings. <laughs> and so you're just watching these performances, and, like, we know what Russell Wilson's capable of. But I think we saw more glimpses of that going into, uh, you know, going into last week's game, and he, he delivered. You know, the touchdowns have always been there over the last three weeks. But I would say he's someone that you can trust, but I'm thinking if there's other players that are, 
huh, I'm thinking that are above him that you may want to roll the dice with. Maybe even someone like Taysom Hill is like an intriguing one just because of the Saints schedule, but then you look at uh, his rushing ability. But again, it's not many names that I'm thinking I would start that player over Russell Wilson. And again, I'm not talking about if I've got like Patrick Mahomes or uh, Matthew Stafford or, um, you know, uh, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, not those guys. I'm talking about like the, the bottom end of like the, the QB1 tier. Yeah, so I, I would say it's kind of tough for me to think of a name that I would start like over him, uh, you know, at that, that bottom tier, I would say. Look, I'm glad we went to the wide uh, angle so we could see the guitars now, man. So, (laughs) 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 yo, (laughs) we we have to talk about this. Um, Thank you so much for the information so far. Look, if if you're out there, I know that this information should be able to help you as you're on your playoff push, right? That's why we're doing this so we can help you out, right? Win that championship, maybe bring um, one of those trophies home. But also, so we're we're blessed because. Um, you know, when we talk about fantasy, you're you're versatile in fantasy. It's not just football mm-hmm. with you. You also write about basketball and provide information on basketball as well on Twitter. So mm-hmm. we're going to bring that into the fold, too, because we have a mm-hmm. fantasy basketball league as well. Um, and so we want to know some information. So who are so in your opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who are some fantasy basketball sleepers? And I saw you mentioned one, right? Mm-hmm. He plays for New Orleans. I just said that. I saw you mention one who plays for New Orleans. I just saw that on Twitter not too long ago. Um, yeah. Because, look, we not only follow you on Twitter, but we also, when you write articles, we also put that out, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, we retweet that stuff all the time. Um, and so if you can, yeah, help us out. Give us some mm-hmm. players, um, fantasy basketball-wise, who are sleepers. Yeah, and I just, because my mindset, like, especially when it comes to, like, fantasy basketball, because it, 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 it changes, like, like, every couple of days, you know, because there's so many games that are played. I'm like, you identify, like, these additional players are getting, uh, you know, getting more minutes, and, you know, they're taking minutes away from, from somewhere else. So I would say some names that kind of come to mind. Uh, I'm thinking kind of waiver wire, like, in my mind now, uh, that are available, especially if you're paying, playing in ESPN leagues, that should be available in greater than 40% of ESPN leagues. I'll say, like, a point guard, like, I really like, uh, I really like Ricky Rubio, you know, with the Cavaliers. Uh, you know, what he's bringing to the table. You know, he's like a really an under the radar guy uh what i like with his usage rate i'm like his usage rate this uh this season's like 24.5 percent and i'm like you know he's the leader you know the second unit in cleveland and uh I'm like, he's the usage is there and the production's there so he's someone that i like especially if you need like steals and assists in addition to like points and some of those other stats uh you know seth curry's been solid i know he's still available like in a lot of uh, espn leagues uh, Desmond Bain, I think that's one name I, I may have mentioned on Twitter. I tweet a lot, so <laughs> I, I think I may have mentioned him. You saw, may have seen one of those tweets, you know, with the, with the Grizzlies. So if you need a shooting guard, I like him quite a bit. Uh, Dante uh, DeVincio, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm like, he's expected to make his uh, season debut on, uh, on Wednesday. So uh, I know he was solid last year if you look at his per-game stats. So he's a guy that I'm surprised to see his uh, – roster percentages as low as they were. I'm like, he's mm. he's only rostered, like, in, I think, a little bit under 40% of ESPN leagues. Like, a small forward, I'm like, Dylan Brooks is someone I like quite a bit. Um, I know you're talking about with the, with the Hornets, you know, with uh, Kelly uh, Dobre Jr. Um, yes. Like him quite a bit. Aaron Gordon, you know, he, he's still, you know, he's still, like, undervalued, in my opinion, with the Nuggets, just given the injuries that they're dealing with. And uh, another name, like, at center that comes to mind, is, like, with the Pistons, is uh, Isaiah Stewart. You know, I like him quite a bit, you know, as a rim protector. Got, you know, he's got solid rebounding numbers. 
uh, could even see you know some more touches like in the paint you know which can help his overall fantasy value so those are just some names off the top of my head that I'm thinking that are potential sleepers that you can get off the waiver wire uh, this week that can help I love that look we're um we're going to go into this next thing we normally do trade wins for football right um when we do trade wins for football um you know we normally kind of give some trade scenarios we're going to do that for basketball because you know the trading deadline for fantasy football is gone we have some questions from the audience really quick so um i'll bring this out um have you ever thought about covering competitive eating for espn You know, you know what? I've uh, never thought about that, but hey, if, if it's if it's a market for it, then I think it's something we should consider. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring that up to my boss. Hey, I'm, you'll I'm, def- I'm, I'm, I'll bring it up. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> you'll definitely look like look, look. You'll definitely have these are all different food items from Chris. You'll definitely have one reader for sure. Um, there's another uh, question here. So start two, right? Um, start two, either Mooney. Pittman or Ayuk Osborne, right? Mo- I think these are the four options: Mooney, mm-hmm. Pittman, Ayuk Osborne. Um, mm-hmm. Start two of those four. Um, in your opinion, who who you're starting there? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Mark. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Ayuk and, and Pittman as well. It's just tough to trust Mooney. I know he showed us what he's capable of, but it's just tough to trust with Justin Fields under center and not Andy Dalton. Love it. All right, cool. Now let's hop into this game we call Fantasy Trade Wins. Right, I'll just bring up three scenarios um, really quickly, and then as I bring up the scenario, you come in and you say, which, um, you know, what would you do? Would you make the trade or not? You're on the okay. team. Um, you have um, okay. Lonzo Ball, right, as one of your starters, Lonzo Ball, and okay. somebody's offering you Russell Westbrook. Do you take so you the trade Ball. or no? Okay. So you've got Lonzo Ball and Russell Westbrook. Woo, Russell Westbrook or Ball. Man, that's that's more challenging than what... Uh... <laughs> you know what? I just... I know I know the turnovers of Russell Westbrook drive people crazy. I know they do. Uh, but I would, I would end up going with... Uh, I would end up going with, uh, with Westbrook on that one. Yeah, I would okay. go with Westbrook, yeah. So you would take the trade? Yeah, I would take the trade. If, if, I'm, if I'm the guy that's getting uh, Westbrook, I would take it. Love it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Awesome. Here's the next one. You, going into the draft, you wanted to outsmart some people, right? <laughs> you saw some stuff going on, so you decided to stash Ben Simmons. Somebody else decided to stash Kyrie Irving, and they want to make a trade. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm way more optimistic about Ben Simmons uh, playing basketball this year than Kyrie Irving. Irving. So uh, I would go with Simmons. Now, I know both of them have kind of um, kind of showed, well, I'm trying to think of the, the best way to say this. They've kind of shown their personality a little bit with how they handle these situations. But I think you're at more of a risk with Irving, uh, just given some of the other things that he's taken time away from basketball for. You're just always at, always at risk of the random you know, DNP, you know, the do not play. But I think with Simmons, if he gets to a team that he he wants to be a part of, I think he'll be motivated. And I believe he'll perform. That's how I'll go with Simmons. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. So if if Simmons gets to a team, he's playing, mm-hmm. and there's no question yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's still been obviously staying in shape, taking care of himself. He's just he's just waiting. You know, he's kind of playing hardball and waiting to get that deal with the team that that you know, he wants to be with. And so there we go. 
But I think even if Irving does, you know, even if all the restrictions are lifted and everything is fine, he still finds another reason not to play. Yeah, um, if you look at his history, I'm like he, I'm like personal reasons that can mean a lot of different things for Kyrie, <laughs> for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> true. All right, cool. Um, yo, so you're on the team. You have the Joker, right? Okay. You have the Joker, but you also have um, Trey Young. Let me see. So you have Trey Young. You have mm-hmm. Holiday, right? Drew Holiday. You have um, Angelo Russell. Okay. Um, and you have um, the Joker. For centers, you have John Collins, Capella, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Yep, that's, a, that's about it for centers. And you have um, Mark Markkanen. I forgot. Mark Kanan from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Right, like these are these are your, and I, I'm probably saying that wrong, but these are all your. Um, this this is your lineup, okay? Okay, gotcha. Somebody offers you Steph Curry for Joker. Do you take that trade or no? Yeah, yeah, you, you got to get Steph. Yeah, yeah. I'm like any any if I have any opportunity to get Steph Curry, I, I would do it. Wow. Okay. Cool. You're talking about? Are you? Let me let me clarify. You're talking about all. Like which which players? Not all of those players, right? I'm no, you're follow. not. No, you're not trading all those players, right? You're okay, just trading yeah. the Joker. <laughs> just Joker. Okay, all right. Yeah, just want to make sure. I'm looking at your reaction. I'm like, let me make sure I understand this. So. <laughs> just to make sure everyone's no, like, oh my goodness. No, go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you knew. Um, I wanted to make sure you knew who you know you had supporting. Like, if you lost Joker, mm-hmm. right? Who yeah. else did you have? So you have John Collins still. Um, you still have um, Clint Capella. You still have some centers. Yeah, I wanted to. to, to that, I got gotcha. you. I'm tracking with you. Yeah, it's uh, again, it's it, it's 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 difficult because uh, you know, for everything that uh, you know, the Joker brings to the table. Um, man, <laughs> more for messing with that. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I'm like, I I I get where. Um, you know, that viewers go with this. Cause I'm thinking about like all the double doubles and, and all those different things, but I'm thinking I could find like centers or rebounds and those things on the waiver wire. But whenever Steph like really goes off, I'm like, I mean, you're getting a ton of points, you're getting assists and you're getting some rebounds. So it's very close, but I would, I would still go with Curry there if I can land Curry with the with that it. roster that you mentioned. Okay. 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 Awesome. Awesome. And here we go. Now we're going to switch off into football. These are really quick. It's called trust fall, right? Mm-hmm. Give me red light, green light, um, or yellow light on these, right? Okay. Green light means that, you know, I trust them fully, right? Like mm-hmm. start them. Don't even think about it. Right. Yellow yeah. light means I start them with caution, right? Red light means no, mm-hmm. don't, don't do that. Right. I wouldn't do that at all. Okay. okay. All right. So we have three of these. I'll give you the, um, scenario and I'll give you the style of league. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. All right. This week you have Melvin Gordon in a 10-team league, PPR, going against mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Do you start him for full confidence, start with caution, or don't start at all? Yeah, I was thinking once you once you mentioned this, I would um I, I would yellow light. Just to yeah, just to just to start him. And like it, it depends on what other options that you have, but in, in many cases, I'm like he's a Top twenty-four running back, so you're you're going to start him. What gave what caused me to be a little bit hesitant where you mentioned like well, ten team, because that's that's really shallow. I just don't know who else is there. But in many cases, I think you're going to start Gordon. So I'll go with yellow light there. Okay, okay, awesome. Here we go. You're in a eight team league. 
18 league, okay. Non-PPR. Okay. You got Chuba Hubbard going against Buffalo. Yellow light, red light, green light for Chuba Hubbard versus Baltimore this week. In the 18th league, I'm, I'm thinking red light. There's got to there's, there's be some other options. There's got to be some other options out there that you can uh, that, that you can get in an 18th league. Now, if we're talking 12 or 14, you know, I'll be like, yeah, but he's not. He doesn't even have the backfield to himself. I'm like, he's still going to be sharing it with uh, Amir Abdullah. So yeah, I'm 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 going to go off the angle that there's other options out there, superior yeah. options. There has to be something better, right? If it's an eighteen league, <laughs> exactly. I, w- I was thinking the same exact thing. That must be something better. Um, all right, cool. So here's the last one. Trust mm-hmm. fall. This is this is near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. The trust fall, twelve team league, right? Okay. It, quarterback passing touchdowns count for four points. Okay. But rushing touchdowns count just as you know normal rushing touchdowns do. Like right. For six. Okay. Yep, for six points. You got Taysom Hill versus the Bucks. Do you mm-hmm. trust him? Is it, you know, red light? Don't trust him. Yellow light, mm-hmm. start with caution. Or green light, start with no no you know, no thoughts about it. Yeah, I I would say green light on that one. I still have Hill ranked as like uh so like I think I have him ranked at ten or eleven. I just did rankings of this morning. So I I'm still confident in him in this matchup. It's really with the it's really with the rushing ability. Like he may be inconsistent from time to time as a passer, but uh, but he does enough to get the job done, but it really comes down to the rushing ability. You know, he's going to be able to get yards on the ground and touchdowns. So I would say green light. And he is rushing like nobody's business right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to over 100 yards in the game. Like, that's crazy right now for a quarterback. Um, and that's mm-hmm. what he's doing. So awesome. Thank you so much. We, pre- we appreciate you. You don't even know. This will help a lot of people as they move forward to a, a championship. You're very active on Twitter, right? You're writing mm-hmm. all the time. Can you let people know where they can? Because somebody had a very specific question. So when they have very specific questions that they want to reach out to you about, where can they reach you? How can they get your opinion on those? Yeah, no, no. I would say first of all, before I do that, too, thanks again for the uh, for the invite. You know, it's good, uh, good catching up with you uh, in this venue. I'd say so. We'll have to do it again. Uh, yeah, I would say the best best place to reach me is on Twitter at Eric and Moody. So uh, answer a lot of questions. Every question that I get, I, I do my best to answer it. You know, I do a lot of. Uh, you know, ask me anything sessions for where you can ask me any question, you know, kind of music I like, movies, you know, fantasy questions, whether it's basketball or football, but you can check out all my content uh, over at ESPN, you know, so I write about uh, NFL, NBA, you know, fantasy sports and betting. So all my content uh, is there, but, you know, as you mentioned, very active on Twitter, always happy to engage there. So just follow me, hit me up with a question. I'll be happy to get back to you. Love it. So in the spirit of your asking me anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Crispy's here for it. So here he goes. He says, USFL or XFL? What's your favorite? <laughs> oh, wow. You know, it's crazy. I kind of I like the XFL. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. You know, it was, they were deliberately trying to do something that was a, that was a little bit a little bit different. Uh, so you kind of have that, uh, that WWE or if you old school WWF flair, you know, <laughs> that you have with it. So, yeah, I would say I would say XFL. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, when the XFL came back this time, it was really, like, different. It was cool. They did the in-your-face interviews, which I thought were really cool, right? Like, after mm-hmm. you throw your second pick of the game, they just come say, hey, that was a crazy pick. How'd you feel about that? I thought that was insane. <laughs> so... 
I'm 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 with that. I'm with the XFL too. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate mm -hmm. you. Hey, look, y'all go out. Y'all see what's uh, at the bottom of the screen. You go and give him a follow. Make sure you're, you're following uh, Mr. Moody everywhere. He's writing all the time. He's answering questions all the time. You can't ask him anything, and he's open to He's, he's going to address your question the best way he can. Awesome, awesome follow on Twitter as well. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Um, look, for those people, if you're listening, if you're paying attention to this, stop being prideful. Get this information. Let it help you go and win a fantasy championship. We love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Um, Mr. Moody, our last question. We are a Christian podcast, so we always ask this question. Mm -hmm. um, if people you know, are listening to what you're doing, right, following what's going on with you, mm -hmm. and they're excited, they say, hey, man, you know what? I like Mr. Moody. I like Eric. Man. I, I think he's a cool guy. I want to pray for him. How can people mm -hmm. pray for you and keep you lifted up as you uh, move through your, your, sport, um, your sports career? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I would, um, yeah, I, I would just say just, you know, pray, pray for health. You know, health is important, uh, you know, just in this, this day and age, you know, just for, for me personally, you know, of being, uh, you know, from losing both of my parents, you know, I lost my mom to, uh, you know, to, to cancer. And it was really like a little bit over a year later, you know, losing, uh, losing my, my father as well. So I would just say health is important, you know, in family. So really just to, to pray, you know, pray for those things. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. We'll keep you lifted up with prayer. Sorry to hear about that. Um, oh yeah, no, it was it was you know years ago. It's getting close to like uh, close to a decade ago, but it's uh, it's still just something I think about uh, often. You know, as I as I get older, you know, you know I have two kids, you know, married, so just that family dynamic and and just health is something that's uh, often overlooked and important. It's just something that I think more people should uh, prioritize. You know, because that's uh, it just really starts there. Yes, sir. Whether, we'll whether it's you, physical we'll, or mental health, so they're both they're both aligned. So, yes, sir. We'll definitely keep you lifted. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us, and we appreciate you. I'm addressing that question as well. All right, y'all. We love y'all. We out. All right. Take care.